Hey, how's it going? Welcome to uh, the first uh, off-kilter of 2023. Yeah, you're still doing 2022, aren't you? Yeah, you just, well, just get used to it. It's the same with checks. Mind you, who writes checks uh, these days? Um, uh, what time is this? It's 20 past 11. I'm still, uh, I'm still reeling. I'm still reeling from the fact I watched Lorraine this morning. I don't mind, you know, I, Lorraine, uh, you know, top class and everything, but uh, there was a, an item on the programme this morning. Kind of, it did it put me off kilter for a bit because it was this, uh, this lady was in uh, and she had the celebrity hairdresser with her. And she was nervous. Well, she said that. She said, I'm nervous. And the guy goes, well, he asked her, first of all, are you nervous? And she said, yeah, I'm nervous. Um, tell everybody why you're nervous, because I've never had a fringe before. She was nervous about not having a fringe before. That's why she was nervous. Um, Lorraine was good because Lorraine just said, well, look, I've got a fringe, don't worry. Don't be too nervous because... You know, you know, I know you've got a round face. This lassie was nervous because she had a round face. That's the other thing as well. She's got a round face. And Lorraine said, look, look at me. I've got, you couldn't get a ruiner face than me. She said, I couldn't, my face is ruined. Um, and she showed her fringe. Or, uh, they call them bangs in America. You know, we don't need to go down there. But anyway, she uh, she was she was very nervous, the lassie, about this. Um, but the, um, and Lorraine highlighted a story that Eamon Holmes said to her about... Um, a big kind of having a round face is uh, there are no wrinkles on a balloon, which I thought was a very, very profound for for Eamon Holmes. To be fair, that's not a bad, isn't it? It's, it's profound. But the last I, I didn't stay around because I, I just I had to come away from the telly because I thought I can't I can't take this. Uh, you know, on the third of January, twenty twenty three, a lassie being nervous about her her bangs and you know fringe. Uh, I think she'll be fine now. She's a lovely, like, lovely like, black hair. Um, I don't think the hairdresser, if I'm honest, I don't think he did enough to kind of alleviate her. He kind of, you know, he, he was, uh, you know, he had tattoos and everything. Not, not there's anything wrong with tattoos for a hairdresser. In fact, my hat, Josh, my uh, hairdresser, he's got tattoos. Uh, he's an Arsenal supporter. So, uh, but anyway, um, uh, this, like, I saw, I, that's why I just had to come on today to just talk about. This lassie been nervous because of her, uh, you know, having her uh, going to get a fringe. Uh, today, uh, I just discovered you've got you can buy hemp toothpaste. Now, I think that's got drugs connotations. I don't know about you, but I think there is something about hemp somewhere. It's either hemp for make, they make sacks. Um, but anyway, uh, there's that. Um, what was the other thing? Is it? Tory bastards, that might be some uh, bangs, queuing for funerals, human compost. Uh, yeah, so there's loads to talk about. Uh, most of it of no real interest. No, no, I think it's interesting. No, no, let's not go down there. Um, I think it's of some interest to some people. That... Hang on, that wasn't supposed to do that. Hang on, let's do that again. Oh, no, it started without me. There we go. Same high-quality broadcasting.
something to worry about I know you like to worry you uh, warriors you warrior warriors you yeah that's it yeah you'd be a warrior warrior you couldn't go and worry um, some of you might want to switch this bit off because I can imagine it might affect your morale this morning when you discover that there's over a hundred uh, nuclear power stations which are below sea level or thereabouts uh, right so it says here uh, by the time twenty the twenty five billion Hinkley Point C nuclear fin- uh, station is finished, uh, possibly twenty twenty eight. It just depends if we can get the parts. Well, you know what it's like when you're getting nuclear. You get your fusions, you get your vision, you get all that stuff, and there'll be maybe a couple of wires and things. Um, the concrete seawall will be twelve point five meters uh, high, so that's around it, nine hundred meters long, 
And durably enough, the UK regulator and French engineers say to withstand the strongest storm surge, the greatest tsunami and the highest sea level rise. But will it? Well, there's a guy who's, who's not so sure, to be fair. His name is uh, Pete Roche. He's an independent nuclear consultant. Well, he is. He's independent. He does, so nobody's paying him for this. Well, we would imagine he pays. He's a former advisor to the UK government, and Greenpeace points out that the tidal range along this stretch of coast is one of the highest in the world, and that erosion is heavy. Indeed, observers have reported serious flooding on the site in 1981 when an earlier nuclear power station had to be shut down for a week following a springside tide and a storm surge. Storm surge. Good band. However well built, says Roche, uh, the new sea world does not adequately take into account the sea level rise due to the climate change. Now that's for you warrior, warriors. All right? So um, apparently nuclear is safe. Uh, nuclear energy is, is safe. Um... Uh, providing we build a big enough wall we could get the parts <clears throat> but I'd, here's the thing you know, I know it's, it's really really selfish of me but I'll no need to worry about that, I'll be gone by then I'm 65, nearly 66 so I've got a good what, 10 years maybe I'm Scottish, high cholesterol yeah it's got to be that so it's for other people to worry about so we, what I'm suggesting is get your kids in, get your family and sit them down and tell them it's their time to worry. What you've done when you're worrying, you had to worry about, well, uh, fascism. Well, you can still have to worry about fascism. All that. You had to worry about that. It's now the kids' time to worry. Pass on the worry. Let them take it off your shoulders. And then you go and live your life. Selfish, I know. Um, by the way, I watched Drag Race the other night. Uh, you on the telly, this is Drag it's, And it's people... Uh, uh, People dressing up men, uh, you know, uh, quite within the rights to dress up as, as women, very glamorous women, but there's no racing. I didn't see one, there wasn't a race. And I kind of thought that would be good. I thought that would be, you know, because I've been watching, uh, what's the name of that, uh, World's Strongest Man, which I love at this time of year. I love that when men, you know, with mm, steroids and everything. Not, not, not all of them. But they, you know, n none of them. Let's just say that none of them takes it. None of them. It's all muscle, and and they pick up huge, massive stones, take them from here to there, and then they they, they get a bus, and they get a bit of cord, and they put it in their teeth. They pull a bus with their teeth. Uh, so I've been watching that, and I thought, well, a wee bit of something a wee bit different would be nice. So I tried the drag race, but there's no racing. So I've written to uh, the, uh, the committee or whoever's in charge of the TV and say, look, uh, you, this is a misnomer. But then somebody pointed out to me, maybe it's uh, people who are growing up to be drag artists or drag uh, people, that that's a, like a race. It's like an independent race. So that's maybe what the race is. There's no, it's, it's about a, a, a group of people. But I just thought I'd tell you, there is no such thing as, there's no racing. But I would like to say, especially some of the heels they're wearing there, they big bastards of heels, massive. So it would make good television, uh, maybe even put that one in. But it's, drag is now high art. It's considered, there's, there's somebody who's uh, really kind of the, the, the queen or king of uh, that. Uh, so good on them, but let's get you racing. Come on, a wee bit of racing wouldn't do you any harm. And it got the figures. Seriously, it would. 
Scotland, that's me this morning because uh, there's two lots of cues going on. Now, there's a cue for Pelly, who's passed away, bless him, great player, um, uh, and there's a cue for the Pope. Uh, the not the Pope, the Pope. This one, the previous, the retired Pope is. Uh, so people are cueing for him as well. Um, but I'm furious, and here comes the joke. Philip and Holly skipped the cue on both. I know it's the best I could do, but you know, but that you know, there's that referral back to the Queen, you know, when they skipped it. Well, and now they get into trouble for it. Well, I'm never so sure as well. Here's the other thing: is what is it with the open casket thing? Pelly lying there with the open casket. That, yeah, people going up and see, you know, seeing the dead face. It's you know, it's a bit like uh, some of these actresses where they've had too much Botox. The other thing as well is. Do they shave the face? Do the funeral undertakers shave the face and get rid of any stubble? So anyway, there's two queues going on, and long queues uh, to see Pelly, and Philip and Holly have skipped the queue uh, uh, to see them and uh, pay their respects, pay their respects. I've decided, uh, by the way, I'm not going to go to any funerals other than family funerals. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not going to put myself through that. Is it selfish? It might be. 
but that's life and death, that I'm not going to do anything anymore that I don't fancy. <clears throat> uh, what was I going to say to you? Yeah, uh, hemp, I've got to do that thing about hemp toothpaste as well. Right, so I'm uh, talking of uh, life and death, like a great big radio link. Um, New York governor legalizes human composting after death. Yes, madam, you heard it right. State becomes six to pass legal uh, legalization legislation since 2019 and gives New Yorkers access to an alternative green method of burial. Uh, the New York's governor, Kathy uh, Hochul, on Saturday legalized natural organic reduction, popularly known as human composting or terramation after death. This uh, legislation uh, may, makes the uh, state the sixth to do so since 2019 and gives New Yorkers access to alternative green method of burial deemed fr environmentally friendly. The department may not be simply tossed, oh look, but the departed, you know, but the departed may not simply be tossed on the compost. No, that would be disrespectful. Remains must be delivered to a cemetery corporation certified as an organic reduction facility, sensibly contained and ventilated and not containing a battery pack, a power cell, radioactive implant or radioactive device. Well, that seems patently right, because when I went in for an operation, they asked if I had any, um, any of that stuff. Um, by the way, six weeks to the uh, day tomorrow that I had my uh, hip replaced. I just need my hip knee done now, and I'm going to be fantastic. Washington became the first uh, state to legalise human composting in 2019, followed by Colorado and Oregon in 2021, then Vermont and California later. So in most cases, the deceased is placed in a reusable semi-open vessel. Hmm? Containing, so it's not going to be like one of those you can get from the garden centre then. Containing suiting, open vessel containing suitable bedding, wood chips, alfalfa or straw. Ideal for microbes to go about their work. Oh, I'm not sure about this. At the end of the process, a heaped cubic yard of nutrient-dense soil, equivalent to 36 bags of soil, is produced that can be used as fertiliser. Oh. Every single thing we can do to tunnel people away from concrete liners and fancy caskets. Uh, yeah, well, I'm all for that. And embalming. Yeah, embalming's a really... Um, embalming's not good for the uh, the environment. It's not. Well, it's, I've read it. That's where I read it. Embalming's got fluids and things. Ooh. A little cup of coffee. Um... Hotchell found, her, found herself in a political dilemma over this. She said, this is the mayor, the governor. She has said that she's proud Irish-American has often spoken of how her Irish Catholic roots influenced her political outlook. Yeah. A process that is, a process that is perfectly appropriate for returning vegetable trimmings to the earth is not necessarily appropriate for human bodying. Uh, Dennis Pust, executive director of the organisation, organization, said in a statement, I'm going too fast again. To the, to the Catholic Curia, right? So, uh, have a think about it. Again, I don't think we need to worry about that too soon. Um, other story for you. Million yen per child to leave Tokyo. Japan's offer to families. This is like uh, levelling up in a really, kind of, really quite drastic way, getting people out of the city. Government ins uh, boosts incentives to lure people to unfashionable regional areas like moving to Swindon. 
right? You, you know, for just for us, we'd say, right, okay, here's three hundred quid. Move to Swindon or Scunthorpe or where else could you go? Unfashionable Halifax. Uh, government boosts incentives to lure people to unfashionable regional areas hit by ageing, shrinking populations. Shrinking? What? Hmm. Japan's uh, government is offering uh, 7500 per child to, uh, to families who move out of Greater Tokyo in an attempt to reverse populist decline in the regions. Ah, there you go. We, we get the, I think it's the problem in London. Is that people are moving out of London because everybody in London is a bit bamish? Bit of the bams? The incentive, a dramatic rise from the previous relocation fee of 300,000 yen, will be introduced in April, according to Japanese media reports, as part of an official push to breathe life into declining towns and villages. So here's a check. Take your three kids and yourselves and get the hell out of here and go to an unfashionable area. Although, well, we could do that with same. And is that not what they're trying to do with the Rwanda thing? The government's trying to move people to that very safe country of Rwanda. That's what, they, yeah, we're moving everybody. You know, if you come across here and you you come as an uh, immigrant, not an illegal immigrant, as an immigrant, you try to, yeah, then we send to Rwanda because, you know, maybe that's what we need. We need to offer incentives. Although Tokyo's population fell for the first time last year, a trend partly attributed to the coronavirus pandemic, policymakers believe more should be done to lower the city's population density and encourage people to start new lives in unfashionable parts of the country. They're going to have to drop the word unfashionable because that's not going to work, is it? Upcoming. Um, uh, exciting development. Parts of, you know... Um, Shrinking populations and migration of people to, to Tokyo on Osaka. Osaka. The payment which comes on top of uh, 3 million already available in the financial will be offered to families living in the 23 core wards of Tokyo and the uh, neighbouring commuter belt uh, prefectures of Saitama, Chiba and Kanawa, Kana, Kanagawa. Kanagawa, yeah. So you've got to move. Well, this is the future, isn't it? This is levelling up. The Tories love this, wouldn't they? They'll be on this like a, oh, we could do that with all the people who don't vote Tory. We could move them to areas where we're really strong. No, if they vote Labour, we move them out of Consori. Oh, yeah. But we put them into, right, lead. Oh, yeah, we just move the votes around. I like it. I like it. <laughs> She don't care Smooth as silk Cool as air Ooh, it makes you Wanna cry She doesn't Know your name And your heart beats like A subway train Ooh, it makes you Wanna die Ooh, don't you wanna Take her
Hey, you know that guy? Uh, you know the guy with the white hair? Uh, he's a Cambridgeshire MP, if I remember. And yeah, uh, uh, Steve Barclay, you know him? You know that? Yeah, he he's the health secretary now, or the unhealthy secretary. Because, but but here's the thing: in amongst all these people uh, queuing and uh, dying in the back of ambulances, uh, not being able to get into accident emergency, in amongst all that, uh, Barclay had the time to tweet this week about the uh, couch from the couch to the five k. It was an initiative that started about, you know, five or six years ago, or maybe even longer, where, you know, into the new year you get exercise and there's an app. So uh, Barclays on there going, yeah, well, it's great. So many thousand people have signed up for this app already. It's a great Apple, Apple. Uh, it's a great thing to get for. The only problem is, uh, Mr. Barclay, you bam, is that if people have a heart attack while they're going from the couch to the 5K, what are they going to do? Where are they going to go if they... You know, need to go to, oh, you know, supposing they trip up, uh, you know, and and they break a leg. How's that going to, because we don't have enough capacity. So I'm just saying, uh, Barclay, Ibam, is that maybe you need to think these through. We know why you're doing it, by the way, so to take and go, look over here, everybody, look, Fluffy, all the uh, Tory voters going, oh, look, there's this thing. Meanwhile, uh, over here, people are dying. We don't have enough care packages. We don't have enough. We can't get people at the hospital because and, and COVID and flus. But Barclay said, "Get on this uh, app. 
where you can be, uh, you can be uh, fit within so many months unless you have a heart attack or a thrombosis or anything. I'm not trying to kibosh you. No, no, I'm a big believer in fitness. But I think he needs to do other stuff, don't you? Um, we talked about this before, yeah. I talked about the local radio and the fact that they're moving to a more digital thing. They want more digital uh, journalists, more digital people, less humans, more digital. All right, so we're going to have cutbacks to local radio. It now looks like it's going to spread to the BBC News. I'm furious because I like my Martin Croxel. Is that Martin? Yeah, I like uh, Martin Croxel. I love that. Um, BBC bosses are reportedly in talks to cut 14 presenters from their role across the news channels in a bid to become a more digitally focused brand throughout the year. So we want to be more focused, digitally focused. I think that <clears throat> BBC news presenters are said to be at the risk of losing their jobs and said to have to perform a screen test. I apply for your old job if you want to stay here. In order to remain in the position, reports claim that the BBC News and BBC World News channels are looking to cut around 70 jobs throughout the UK, which uh, include the roles of 40 presenters, because they want to become more digital. They have to be more digital. We don't need human beings. Digital is the future. <clears throat> Let me see. I don't want your newsletter. Stop. No, get, no thanks. I don't want your newsletter. Where is it? Anyway... It said that the cuts will be part of the corporation's plan to, uh, plan to rebrand as a more digitally focused news service later in the year. Uh, while viewers may be used to seeing a string of anchors across the news channels, there will instead just be five who will cover both domestic and global news following plans which have been reportedly dis discussed with unions. Yeah, discussed with unions. This is what we want to do. Try and stop us. It's claimed that the redundancy process already started and anchors have to undergo this screen test. Anchors are believed to be closely monitored during the 40-minute test and we assessed based on their performance. It's claimed like the likes of Joanna Gosling, who is terrific as well, who has worked the corporation for over two decades, could be affected by cuts. <clears throat> so, uh, if you want to stay at the BBC, you're going to have to uh, go, uh, you know, take your screen test. Well, you know, I know that I can hear some of you going, well, well the BBC, this, you know, it's all left-wing. By the way, it's not left-wing. Just look at who runs the BBC now and then you'll see. Okay, so don't, don't part that one. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of these uh, people. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see uh, what this robotic news will be like then because it's going to go digital. Uh, so it'll be robotics. Robots will be, well, they're ready, the camera people. They'll be delivering their news in that kind of, you know, here is the news at 10, all that going to be. But what's going to happen to Hugh Edwards? Where's he going to go? Hey, eh? Old Lip himself, old Lippy. Where's he going to go? He'll be fine. But listen, they'll get, they will get some kind of payoff. But we're going to move to digital, more digitally focused news, everybody. If you believe that, you'll, well, where, where would you believe it? Because we're all going to get it on the internet. And, uh, you know, 10 years' time, somebody else will take over the BBC and go, you know what, there's too much emphasis, emphasis on digitally focused. I want to see a, I want to see a public face. I want to see a face. I want to see a person doing the news. I don't want to hear. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you didn't listen and you're not here, it doesn't really matter. Uh, if I get the chance, I'll do another and wander back on the radio or the airwaves or the podcast thing. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you.